Yeah, there are actually three tentative agreements. One reached at Ford a week ago, another one reached at Stellantis over the weekend, and one reached at GM this morning. And the workers are heading back to their jobs even while they ratify. The, the deals are pretty similar. There, there are a few things that are tailored for each car maker, but they call for raises of 25%. That includes 11% right away. Some job security provisions like workers being allowed to strike if there are plant closings, some improvements to to retirement pay, and also it takes less time for new workers to get up to full pay, and some workers that were making less than full pay have been bumped up to full pay. So union got a lot in these contracts. Jeff, how much did the EV, electric vehicles, usage, and that big monster coming on the horizon play in getting this done? It played a good deal in the negotiations. I don't know so much about getting it done. One thing the union wanted was was a path for these battery plants that are being built to be union represented and also to have workers who make pay similar to assembly plants. They made it easier, but they didn't get a guarantee of that. They got what's called card check at these plants at Ford, meaning the workers who are hired there just if the majority sign a card saying they're in the union it's unionized. They also got the right for workers who may be transferred there not to take a pay cut if those workers, the other workers there, are paid at a lower scale. But they didn't get guarantees that battery workers are going to get paid the same as assembly workers. You know, it's interesting, Jeff, on that aspect. You know, in the world of radio, and you've been in radio a long time and journalism, there's been jobs in the industry that have come and gone, and then there's been other jobs that have been created to keep the, quote, radio industry healthy. And I think that's what we're kind of looking like, don't you agree, in the auto industry, that there'll be some jobs that will disappear because of technology, but there'll be other ones created, like you just mentioned, in these battery plants. And that's what the union has been trying to do, to say, okay, if people who assemble vehicles have, have, have gotten a very high rate of pay for a long time, they're getting raises, and the union doesn't want those people, if they get into a different classification, to make less money. So that was part of the struggle there. Jeff Gilbert with us, U.S. auto industry expert on WAKR. Jeff, let me ask you this. This strike was, what, 100 days when we talk about the UAW strike? What about the trickle-down effect to the consumer? Will we see higher car vehicle prices? Well, that has been a trend for, for a while, and this certainly won't do anything to, to offset that trend. But, but there are a couple things to think about here. Uh, Ford says that it will add, the, the labor contract will add about 850 to $900 to labor costs for each car. That doesn't mean that they can pass those on to consumers because there are a lot of other factors at work that determine how much a car costs and how much people will pay for it. So, so, so that is one issue. The other issue, totally separate, was the worry that there would be a shortage of vehicles because of the strike. Well, the strike didn't last long enough and was targeted to specific plants that the impact has been fairly minor. So it's not going to have an impact on your ability to find a vehicle. Not every vehicle is in good supply, but uh, it, it really hasn't changed much from before the strike. Jeff, let me ask you this. In the food industry, with prices going up, sometimes the manufacturers will shrink. For example, the Hostess Cupcake that used to be so big is now much smaller in order to keep the prices where they have been. The fear in the auto industry 
after this strike is that maybe the quality would go down a little bit in the vehicles that people are looking to buy to try to keep those prices near or close to where they were before. Is there a concern at all that the U.S. auto industries might cut back some of the quality issues into certain lines of their vehicles? Well, they they certainly are going to be looking for ways to save money, but if they do it with quality, then it's going to cost them money in the long run because they have competitors. They have Toyota, they have Hyundai, they have uh, even American car companies like Tesla and startups like Rivian. So they can't afford to do anything that that would cut quality. That that is an issue that would would hurt them in sales far more than uh, what would help them in saving money. Jeff Gilbert with us, U.S. auto industry expert here on WAKR. So, Jeff, I think you touched on it there, product supply. No fearful because coming in the spring, that's when a lot of people look to make the moves with the vehicles. Do you think we'll be okay there? Uh, We're okay now, so certainly by spring. Uh, Again, there, there have been a few impacts on a few vehicles, but a lot of the vehicles struck we're already, you know, already had solid inventory. So we've got the continuing issue with inventories that we had before the strike getting better, not how it was before the chip crisis. But the strike itself, many people were saying it would have to last until Thanksgiving before we would have a big impact on inventory. So it, it ended, ended in time that we were able to dodge that bullet, as they would say. You opened up our subject matter by talking about certainly they met in the middle in some areas. The big thing that uh, was wanted from the union was wages. They wanted a big increase as far as hourly wages there. That seemed to be number one on the table or close to it. Did the union get what they wanted there with the hourly wage increase? Well, again, you know, let's ignore the numbers that were given out, like 40% in a 32-hour week, things like that. Those were just, you know, opening statements to to try to set things up. They they knew that there was no way they weren't getting that. But a 25% wage hike, which includes 11% right away, I think most people would consider that pretty substantial. And on top of that, they're getting cost-of-living raises that, that are pegged to inflation. So the average auto worker will be making, I believe, like $40.82 an hour, somewhere in that range, when this contract ends. So, you know, you can be the judge on whether you think that's a good pay. 